Donda. 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 Finally here. Donda. Donde Donda. Donde Donda. Donde esta. Donda. Donda. Aquí. Donda aquí. And wow, what a what a weekend it was. What a what a, what like a week time period. Well, well, we had a week off. Yes. Right. And so this will be a little a little behind what everybody everybody's probably has formulated their opinions and for better or for worse, we now have both Donda and Certified Lover Boy. And uh <clears throat> both of their fan bases have drawn the line in the sand Mm -hmm. we know where pretty much everybody stands especially fantano yeah yeah speaking of of fantano (laughs) uh yeah we know where where all the reviewers stand and i'd just like to get into it a little bit okay take it apart a little bit. we might as well right yeah why not let's do it well before we get into all of that we gotta get into these brewskis so, Adam, without further ado, please tell the people what we're drinking tonight. I'm so glad you asked. We have a Sideward Brewing Dome Cold IPA. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I do have, because, you know, infamously on the show, Sideward Brewing refuses to have cold reads on their cans. Uh-huh. Um, I was able to pull up their social media, and there is a description on there. So, <clears throat> Dome Cold IPA, 6.6%. Cold IPA is brewed with corn, double dry hopped with Sabro Cryo, Citra, and Galaxy. What the heck is a cold IPA other than an IPA that is cold? Great question. On the never-ending quest for newer, innovative techniques to create better, more aromatic IPAs, we spent some time delving into a fascinating, unique approach that recently emerged from the Trailblazers at Wayfinder Beer. Shout out to Wayfinder. It's sort of a hybrid of styles, in practice and in recipe, meant to create a dry, crisp, incredibly aromatic, a dank IPA. Dank. That's it. Okay. I mean, the only thing that I can pull from it, basically, is that it's made in a lager style, Mm. cold Mm. lager style. So that's what makes it a cold IPA. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, my name is Marco Dupa, and that beautiful bastard right there is adam obesius rodriguez what's up brewskis and this is episode 323 of the one beer in podcast oh shit oh fuck Beer on my scorch. My shorts. Beer on my shorts. I'm going to take a picture. So that's right, kids. This is the One Beer In Podcast. The podcast where two brews crack open a brew and see where that one brew takes us. As I stated, I'm Marco Dupa, and that is Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, thank you guys for joining us once again. Like, share, and subscribe everywhere that podcasts are sold and listened to. Watch, devoured, drank, all that jazz. We love you. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Uh, like, that's like a goat. We get a better picture. We can. We'll we, pour these we girls can again. Take a photo later. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. we're not on the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah. something. I, I don't know. No, I just thought that would be a good, uh, you know, production photo. Yeah. Anyway, clink it up, clink, and drink it up. Mm. Ooh, ooh is ooh is right. <clears throat> that is a cold IPA. Mm-hmm. It's cold, and it's an IPA. Yeah. So, <clears throat> we felt like we still needed to dedicate a little bit of time to Donda, Donda. and CLB, considering we made such a big deal about its release or lack thereof. Yeah, well, we completely missed the entire uh, story of, of CLB being on the precipice. Them kind of uh, uh, going toe-to-toe, tete-a-tete, if you will. Uh, with their two albums playing chicken with each other, apparently. Uh, well, because it was such a it was such a quick development. Yeah, like it, it seemed like Certified Lover Boy, CLB, henceforth, was like uh, uh, further into the distance. Yeah, and then you know they start kind of they 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 rehash the beef, and then right. out of nowhere it's like no, nah, it's right around the corner. Yeah, it's actually coming out now. <sighs> so, um. Yeah, it's it, 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 so so we didn't yeah we didn't get a chance to really delve into um, CLB and and Drake's like involvement in all of this yeah and everything so that side of the coin we're a little behind the eight ball on that one yeah but as it stands uh, I mean they're here and we get to talk about them so let's just get right into it let's let's start with Donda Okie dokie finally out right. Uh, kind of, because apparently Kanye is now saying that it's not the version he approved technically to come out yet. And well, yeah, I mean, he said that, but he hasn't done anything. He hasn't changed anything, <laughs> which sounds to me just like the, the what we expect from Kanye, which is basically a perfectionist stance on it where it's never going to be really done. Yeah. And somebody somebody pulled the trigger or heard enough from him to go. He said to do it. Let's do it. Yeah, and the thing is, it's just hard for me to. It's hard for me to believe unless he has some kind of setup with Universal, wherein he has to deliver them an album and then say, "But don't release it yet." Mm -hmm. Otherwise, how did they get their hands on an unreleased album? Right. Well, what would that situation be? Would it, was it that he sent it to them as like a proof of concept? Cause, like, well, because that's how leaks happen. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, a leak would happen because you had to send the physical copy of the songs and somewhere along the line, either the artist says, fuck it, go ahead and leak it, or the label says, fuck it, go ahead and leak it, or some dickhead A&R or some intern yeah. or some somewhere from A to B, it gets posted on the right, internet right. or sent out and now you've got a mixtape, what have you, right? That's how it used to happen back in the day. Now on streaming services... You deliver files of music to who to your distribution, yeah, and they put it out. 
It's probably so, under like a secure network that you just you send it directly into and right. then download it and then it goes to production. So how whoever distributes 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 mm. whoever uh distributes 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 yes across the pond Kanye's music uh-huh be it universal or some distribution service that universal uses had to have had their hands on all 27 songs yeah my you know my guess is that he did send it and now that it's out he's like i still need more time because this doesn't sound good anymore to me i think my theory is that he has to contractually he has to give them something Mm -hmm. and then this was like the deadline yeah and then he go and then he turns around and says don't put it out yet that's my theory and they were like Fuck no, <laughs> we're gonna. We need to put something out. Right. We're not right. gonna keep. We're not gonna keep doing this with you. We're putting something out. Right. I mean, could be. It worked. I mean, he's gonna do what three hundred fifty equivalent sales or something like that. Yeah. Something. Some. It's huge. I mean, I mean a good number. I mean, yeah. Drake. Drake doubled that. Drake is gonna do six something. I did see though in in the uh, I think it was streams of uh, the data I was looking at that they kind of swapped though between week one and week two. Mm-hmm. Where Drake's was huge week one, and then it dropped down. Yeah, and Kanye's was big week one, but then grew more actually with week two. So yeah. now that that makes sense because of the quality of the albums. Mm-hmm. I mean, Fantano made a good point about both of the albums, which is that, or not both of the albums, but both of the artists, which is that Kanye makes music about constants in his life, mm-hmm. about. You know, very, very important. Uh, his his ex wife, not his. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's good. Thank you. And uh, he, he he makes music th- about themes that like, you know, undercut or underlie everything that that kind of guides him as a as a man. Yeah, his faith, his family. You know, and Drake makes very of the moment of the now music, mm-hmm. which doesn't have the same shelf life. But it is bigger in the moment. Sure. Which makes a lot of sense when you think about why Drake is so successful. Why, although he continuously puts out mediocre to okay music, why he is continuously on top. Because everyone... Well, arguably, because there's a huge fan base of people who are going to fight you on that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Of course. Right, 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 right. I would say inarguably. It's mediocre. But (laughs) I get it. People uh-huh. would argue that it's the best album of the year, sure. which is insane. Yeah, it's insane because Tyler exists, and and right. call people me when forget. you get lost exists. People forget. They forget very quickly. Yeah, in this era, they forget so fast. But I went back and listened to that album because I have been over the course of how yeah. long it's been out. Yeah, it's still to, really, really good. To be fair, it's been a long year this week. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's so. true. It has been a long ass year this week. Yeah. So, but when people try to analyze what makes, why why Drake is able to maintain such success in the music industry, that is something that they, that to me doesn't get talked about enough. Mm -hmm. The content of his music is so of the now. He uses 
the slang that people are using in the moment. He yeah. talks about the things that people are talking about in the moment. When you go on Twitter, like the guy, it's as if he's writing music based on the current trending topics. Yeah. He talks about the liquor that people are drinking, the clubs that people are going to. Not only that, even deeper than that, it, it feels like he jumps on uh, musical trends too. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So if you go through his entire catalog, like you can track where we are in the zeitgeist of music timeline yeah from album to album to album for the most part yes definitely for better or worse too because i mean obviously like you're saying those those date them in a way that i feel like a lot of kanye's albums aren't dated in the same way there's there's some there's a timeless element to a lot of kanye's albums yeah um but it, it works drake is the most successful artist in the game right now and i mean Unless something crazy happens, I don't see how he doesn't go down as the most successful musical artist of all time. Of all time? Of all time, yes. Musical artists. I think so. Pop pop music, obviously. Not we're not talking about like classical music or like fucking jazz standards. Well, sorry, we had a little audio hiccup. But they were they were never really successful. I no, say. I just mean like it you know, somebody's gonna be like, I mean, how can he be you know, more successful than Beethoven's fifth that's well, gone on for a hundred years. And like yeah. I don't want to have that conversation. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking I'm, about pop music. I, I'm saying I'm saying more of the fact of like th- we get right into the 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 weeds of how do you define success in music? Is it sales? Is it um staying power? Is it influence on others? Like what what is what is that criteria? Because I, I feel like with Drake, I mean it it has to be influence and sales. I think those are his two biggest. Yeah. Uh, undeniable whether you you feel one way or another about him. I think those are undeniable things that he's done. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, but I, I mean, I don't think that. I mean, he's already surpassed the Beatles. As, and he's are, he's made a bunch of fanfare about. He even has a tattoo. I don't know if you know this. He has a tattoo of. I made a song about Noctobus. <laughs> uh, on his arm. It's Abbey Road. Uh-huh. And then he's... It's just him? No, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's four of him? Four, four drinks. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, it's the Beatles okay. as they're walking down Abbey Road, and yeah. then he's ahead of them. Ugh. He's like, he's ahead of, I guess, John Lennon is in front, right? It's Lennon, then McCartney, and then the two other dingoes <laughs> <laughs> back there. Those other guys. <laughs> Those two other dudes. Uh-huh. No, I love George, Har- George Harrison. Yeah. Ringo. Hey, he's still around. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you got to give him that. He's alive. Yeah. He's alive. Yeah. Paul McCartney's still alive and still putting out good music. Well, okay music. I don't know. That new shit, I couldn't really get through. It was okay. <sighs> Haven't given it a shot. But I, I, I like I like Dad Rock uh, McCartney. Yeah. I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Band on the Run, are you kidding me? I mean, come on. Great stuff. Great stuff. Wings. Wings. Wings is good. Love Wings. Yeah. But he surpassed them when it comes to chart success. There's not a rapper who, uh, I mean, rap is, is he's he's far surpassed yeah. anyone in hip-hop. That's, that's we're done with that. I wonder what number two would be. In rap or in music? In rap, specifically. Like, what, Jay-Z, maybe? Uh, Success-wise? Yeah. I mean, just like overall we're, we're or right now? We're talking successes in, like, sales? If we're talking, I mean, are we talking all-time success, or are we talking about currently who is All-time. Hot? All-time. All-time success. All-time hip-hop success. Who's just behind, I mean, it could be by, you know, leaps and bounds, but who is behind Drake? I'm curious. That's probably Eminem. Eminem, yeah. I was thinking Eminem, too. Yeah. 
just for his like crossover success. Yeah, and for that, you know, that couple of years stretch where he was just dominating. Yeah. And like you just couldn't go anywhere without seeing him do something. And he was I mean <sighs> his records true. were doing, you know, five or six times platinum. Yeah. Probably him. Because at the same time, Kanye is the most I think the most polarizing, I think the most interesting. Mm-hmm. I think he 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 is a lightning rod for everything. He's a lightning rod for controversy, for success, for creativity, for everything. He's just he is a, a a force of nature. At the same time, his albums don't do that well in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. They do okay. They do well enough for like hip hop standards, but they don't it's not like he's out here doing like 10 million records. Yeah. Like he doesn't do those kind of numbers. He does okay numbers. Yeah. I think I think people lose track of that because he is such an entrepreneur. Yeah. that he makes so much money outside of just making music that you forget. Yeah, they assume that of course his albums are like crazy su- successful and they're not. They're really not. Like the last huge release he had was probably Graduation because of the uh, ba- the battle between him and uh, Fifty Cent at the time, they did that whole thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. That was probably and there, were some, there were some big singles off that too. Oh no, it's a huge album. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, Powers on not Power, um, um, uh, Powers on Dark Twisted Fantasy, mm-hmm. not Power. But he had you can't tell me nothing. He had the 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 song he does with um Daft Punk. That was huge. That was a big yeah, yeah. song for him. Uh. Stronger, stronger, yeah, stronger, um, stronger. Yeah, those those two huge singles. Anyway, my point is, Kanye is not in the running for like most successful rapper. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to like debate back and forth between these two albums, we can do that. But like the sales part of it, I mean, Kanye is just never gonna win. Then Drake already blew him out of the water sales wise. Mm-hmm. So. But let's get into the the nit to grit. The nit grit. The You've nit listened grit. to both, right? I have, yeah. Okay. I've given them both one listen. I that's as much time as I can. Yeah. I've unfortunately very, listened to them a couple of times. Very long albums. Yeah. Hey. I've said stop. it. Stop. <laughs> Just stop. Stop it. Stop. You know, I I, w- I hoped for um more I guess respect of time from Kanye given that recent more recent run of him doing those 10 track albums. Yeah. He's doing uh seven track albums. Yeah. So even, even better, like that entire run <clears throat> gave me so much respect for his, his uh, sort of less is more approach. Yeah. And realizing you don't need 20 tracks on your album. You yeah. just don't. And most times it's a detriment to to your album. Yeah. And I feel like in this case, it was a detriment. A thousand percent. And it's it is the main thing that's kept me from going back to it. Is it it feels like going back to a long book. And I'm like, I, I don't feel like reading you right now. Yeah. It's such an investment. And mind you, you know, like I'm the kind of person who likes to listen to an album all the way through mm-hmm. if I'm gonna listen to it. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, there's you know, obviously I'll put on a playlist or something, but if I, especially for a brand new album that I'm trying to like absorb, I mean, it's just it is uh, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot to have to commit to sitting down to listen to uh, an album that's that long. It's almost two hours. It's an hour and forty eight minutes. Yeah, it's almost two hours of music. And, and, and <clears throat> midway through, like I felt it, and I was like, 
how much like I don't do this normally <laughs> when I'm listening to an album. Maybe when I'm, I'm you know watching a movie or definitely reading a book. If I start to look at like all right, how far, how much farther I have. Yeah. Uh, but I I caught myself going like I don't know how many more tracks are left, but I'm kind of done. But but that also has to do with the quality of the music because like incredible movies or books, you don't look ahead because you're like you're too enthralled sure. by what you're in. Yeah. And this That's is like fair. it just wasn't good enough to justify its length. It and it is in fits and starts. There were times in the, in the album that I found myself enthralled. That I've, I found myself like uh, like it it deserved my attention. Yeah. But that again was in fits and starts. It wasn't a consistency that kept me invested that entire time. Yeah. And you know, I mean. Uh, it's hard to do that with that length involved. It, it, it is a tall task. Yeah. But I, you know, I think that this is just a, an, another situation of just, just putting too much into it <clears throat> and, and wanting too much without having a good editor there to be like, we don't need that one. And this isn't the best. And this should be trimmed out. Even within tracks themselves. Like I felt like some of them went on a little too long. Yeah. Or just didn't need to be there. I think, I mean, it, uh, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do I this. Can't do this. Ugh. My ass. Hmm. My ass. I think it bears repeating because I know that a lot of people will be like, oh, that's the only thing that people are complaining about. But it's like, it's a big, it's, it's a big complaint. It's a big, it's a big issue with the album. It's like, both of them are just too long. The length is important. Like, you have to talk about it. I'm sorry that every time you hear somebody criticizing these albums, the first thing that they talk about is the length. But, like, they're too long. It's too much. Yeah. Kanye's album is is directly affected by its length because there are enough good songs on there that you go, dog, if this was 10, out, 10 songs, yeah. you might have a really, really, really good, good album. album. Yeah, and, and part of me wants to re-listen and kind of make my shorter version of it and just make a playlist yes. with, like, the best tracks on it yes. and just see how I feel about that. Yes. Because I feel like if I were to do that, I would come away with it going, wow, this is really good. Yeah. I mean, especially considering, you know, uh, how I've felt about Jesus is King, mm -hmm. which is still hard to say for some reason. Jesus, Jesus is, is King. King. Um, Jesus is King. Yeah, I... I, I um, I think I would feel a lot better. I would I would come away from this album feeling a lot better if I um, pruned it myself. Yeah, and I you know I think for a lot of people nowadays to sound like an old man, um, it's not a problem. These kids nowadays. It's not a problem because they're not used to listening to an album all the way through. So, yeah, no, so absolutely. They will they will pick and choose their favorite tracks and just listen to those, and it's fine because they're you know they're listening to it on. You know, Spotify or whatever, uh, title or whatever. Mm -hmm. Both of these albums are built for streaming services. That's exactly what they were for. like. I saw when uh when Drake's album hit, and they were like, Drake now owns like twenty one spots on the on the charts. It's like, well, yeah, of course he does, <laughs> right? Of course, everyone's does. listening to this album right yeah, now. Yeah. So what do you like? Yeah. The charts aren't set up the same way. Yeah. So. Everybody is going to devour the album the way that, you know, they're just going to put it on and then that's that's it. They're not really going to sit down and absorb it. Right. But whatever. 
Anyway, so as far as like a, a kind of brief review of the album, too long. Um, definitely has its moments, though. There are a few good standout tracks. Yeah. Mind you, unfortunately, I listen to albums without staring at the names, so I can't pinpoint what songs I actually liked, <laughs> which yeah. kind of sucks. I'm sorry, everyone. This is not super interesting because I can't say what my favorite tracks are. Um, but, you know, I, I, I felt like a lot of the standouts had to do with their features i feel like he was very good about picking the right people for the yeah. tracks yeah he's smart about that um again um, I, I i feel like something that i heard and and talked about on the last you know, podcast before last when i was talking about donda the donda donda donda, donda. the uh the live show the second live show um is that kind of epic sound which came across I was happy to hear. Yeah, it, it's bombastic. It's big. It's, um, it sounds like an event album. Yeah, which is nice. I like that. I like yeah. that grand sound that Kanye can do. Um, and I feel like um he didn't he didn't overdo the religious element of it to the point that it became one note or it it became a, a replay of Jesus is King. Mm. Um that made it kind of dull and like i mean it 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 sounds funny to say this but preachy <laughs> yeah you know like it, it wasn't overdone it sounded like he he it it fit these songs better i would yeah. say he did it in a better way a more entertaining way i should say yeah this is it, it, he did it in the way that he always should have approached doing gospel music or doing anything um anything non-secular yeah. Like this this is how he always should have approached it was balancing it like he did in his early career. Like early sure. on, you could tell he was guided by his faith. Yeah. Which is ironic. Like Jesus walks, I mean, like right. one of the very first singles he came out with. Right. And the irony of like midway through his career, people accusing him of being a devil worshiper and all this stuff. Uh. Yeah, I mean, you remember uh I don't know, maybe it was like <laughs> 12 years ago the Illuminati was a thing that everybody was like <laughs> right. all the rappers are getting what? you know what happened to people being afraid of the Illuminati <laughs> what happened I dude did they did they just absorb into Q is that what happened I I don't know no because there were so many people who there were so many people who listened to hip-hop there were so many people who were like they were convinced that these guys were like like you know doing like uh uh rituals and like you know Cutting goats open and being like drinking blood, yeah, and having like sex with other men and all this stuff. Like, you want a record deal, you're gonna have to bend over for it. I really wanted to say like more worse stuff, but I've been like holding okay. back. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Proud of you. Thank you. It's progress. <laughs> yeah. I thought eh, maybe not. We're trying to get sponsors at some point. <laughs> yeah, Marco. yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Yeah. Um. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it, people just after a while, it just kind of faded away, and everyone just stopped. It's just so funny that everyone just fully accepts Kanye's fans. Kanye, I I don't know at what point he cultivated this like cult, <laughs> right? <laughs> but somewhere hmm. between Dark Twisted Fantasy and Jesus, maybe. Maybe a little after Jesus, there was this moment where it just kind of switched, mm -hmm. and then it seemed like everything that he did, 
he could do no wrong in the eyes of a couple hundred thousand people yeah that were just like everything he puts out is genius if you criticize it you you're don't a, know music you're, you're a hater you're a hater you don't know what you're talking about you don't get the struggle that he's gone through to make this stuff it's just it's so emotional it's though this that and the other thing and it's like right. you just you can't have an opinion on his music if it's not positive and i think it was somewhere just after Jesus. i think it was the height of dark twisted fantasy and then the polarization of Jesus that made people switch like have to choose a side mm-hmm. and anybody who chose the side of like it's not a good album compared to dark twisted fantasy you were on the wrong side of history right to these other people who were right. like no it's just as genius and i would like to say by the way um that Jesus is better than i initially thought when I first listened to it, I fucking hated that album. It's funny because the same thing happened to me, too. I, I think I just wasn't ready for it. No, um, yeah, same. And uh, going back to it in subsequent years, I've it's grown on me a lot more than it, it did before yeah. when, uh, upon first listen. For sure, 100%. I, I, and I think a little bit has to do with the fact that I, I've listened to just so much more punk and, like, Death grips. Yeah. Just stuff I mean, <laughs> not death grips. <laughs> still can't board that train. No, I still I can't do it. Uh, I can't do it. Maybe not, I'll go I'll give them another listen you're soon. You're not trying hard enough. No, I'm definitely not. But I see where some of the some of the lifeblood of the album comes from and, and I see like kind of what he was trying to do with it. Yeah. There's still some tracks on there that I'm like, no, I'm not giving it to you. Yeah. No, it's yeah. not happening. But there's some other stuff where I'm like Okay, I, I get this. This is a dope album. But I would say, like, that's, like, Yeezus is a, excuse me, perfect example of him trying new things that worked out. Yes. Whereas Jesus is king is the opposite of that. Yeah, I mean, he tried, and it didn't work. It just didn't, it didn't sound good. Well, no, I disagree with that. Jesus is king sounds amazing. The content of it. <sighs> Is not good. You're gonna make me fight you. It sounds. It, it sounds incredible. I know. I know. I know. It, Sonically, you're right. I meant sound as in including lyrical content. It like it. It just. It, yeah, as it, an album, it isn't good. Is yeah. what I meant. Yes, I agree with that. It's Sorry, good. I'm just. You gotta. You gotta be specific. All right. Because fine. It sounds God. amazing. It does sound. And that's good. the problem. Well, that's no, my beef with and, it. And is that emo- like that's the thing? Signing up for almost any Kanye West project, it's gonna sound good. Yeah, there, that's a guarantee. He's a, he's a a master of creating songs that sound good. Yeah, and, and uh, maybe not even he himself, but finding the collaborators who can make something sound great. Yeah, amazing. But then you get into the lyrical content, you get into the performances and 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 the features, and sometimes these things just don't gel yeah. correctly. And that brings us back to Donda, Donda, where some of it does gel and then some of it doesn't, and it feels like, uh, it feels like an unfinished album. It, that's what I was gonna say. It feels kind of incomplete, it, and. Uh, which leads to me believing him when he says it's not finished. Yeah, I believe him. Because it, it, it doesn't, doesn't sound finished. No, it doesn't. It really, it doesn't sound finished. It sounds, I mean, there's some parts where it feels like he, you know, they left in some of the reference tracks. Yeah. Like some lyrics are just kind of garbled and you're like, uh, did he mean to not finish that line? And But then again, he does that sometimes. Yeah. I've noticed that a lot where he, 
some of his features sometimes he just kind of uh, 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 is that a reference that he just didn't go back and finish uh, yeah maybe could be so it's part um, of the process and then and then the inclu- the inclusion of those five tracks at the end that are part twos to songs that are already uh, on the album. Yeah. Is it five Very tracks? W- no, it's four. Four tracks. Jail part two, okay, okay, part two, Junya part two, and Jesus Lord I do like part Junya. two. That's a good Junya. Junya Watanabiya Myris. Unnecessary to have four. That's that's uh re release, remastered, <laughs> that's, that's redux yeah. <laughs> material. Part, yeah. The part one point five. Yeah, don't don't put that on the fucking uh, uh, retail uh, yeah. commercial release, but that's anyway. It's too much, and that's that's four songs that tips the scales that yeah. gets you to how how long the, the album is. So anyway, verdict is there's some incredible stuff on there. It's overly long. It's bloated. It's very. Bloated. It sounds unfinished. Indulgent. Indulgent. It's very indulgent. I believe what I say is a really good song. The way he flips that Lauren Hill sample mm, immediately, mm, mm. as soon as it starts, I was like, "Okay, yep, yep." <laughs> I, no, I, I did the same. So thing. into this, I did the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's that's nice. That was tasty. That's nice." You flip that, turn it into like this dance track, and yeah. just like, "Oh!" <laughs> I was when I heard that because it's like it's like five or six songs in, and like some of the songs are like, "Ah, okay, jail's okay." Yeah, off the grid. I don't get the hype with off the grid it's it's a it's okay it's a, uh, for me it's just an earworm yeah as soon as you say that i hear the chorus yeah it's stuck in my head forever and i get that yeah but it wasn't until believe what i say that mm. i was like yeah. <laughs> oh buddy yeah. that's good some that's tasty good. stuff finally some food yeah all right now on to clb certified lover boy the sixth album from the sixth god himself. Drizzle Drake. Aubrey Graham. The oh, little sassy Ray. boy himself. <laughs> the little sassy boy. I need you to stop doing that. <laughs> Why do you sound like Donkey? The little, that little sassy, sassy boy. boy. Sassy boy. Uh, so his album comes, I don't know, like four days after Donda uh, is Donda. released. Does numbers, does crazy numbers, does yeah. really well, and then and then uh, you, you first of all we need to talk about that. We need we need <laughs> to al- stop for a second. <laughs> the album art, and we need to talk about the album. The art. album okay. art. I don't care what anyone says. It's pop art, man. That's unacceptable. <laughs> unacceptable. You don't get it. Unacceptable. You don't get it. You people who are out here saying, "Yo, it what did do you what mean, it needed you to do." You people. Who are out here telling me that there was some kind of point to it that like there's something deeper because he uh, now all these businesses and these marketing campaigns are remixing the album cover. Like, I don't know if you saw some of the. Like, oh, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah. they went viral. Yes. Yeah. And people were like, yo, I mean, that's exactly what he intended. First of all, <laughs> I don't think that that's what 3D he intended. chess. <laughs> Second. If that is what he intended, fuck you and fuck him. <laughs> Third, that still doesn't make that album art good. No, no. It's a row of emojis. No, I, well, and the thing was, it, it became viral out of how stupid it is. Yes, yeah. It and didn't. It didn't blow up because it was this high quality album art. It was. It was so ridiculous to the point that people were like, "Oh, 
He can't be serious. Oh, he's serious? That's hilarious. No, no, Let's... no. It's it's the modern day Campbell's can. That's what we're <laughs> yeah. dealing with here. Yeah. People just aren't ready for it. That's modern pop art for sure. Stupid. Unacceptable. Stupid. Okay. Anyway. We got that out of the way. Needed we... I just we needed to get that out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would I would have preferred the the rumored cover which was the clb letters that were kind of weird looking they were like oh that's kind of whatever it's kind of boring I'm like i would have preferred that to yeah a row of emojis pregnant women <laughs> yeah pregnant women emojis and all by the, the way all different color <clears throat> that's one of the that's one of the album artwork if you go to apple their artwork is moving now oh no it's like animated and stuff and those they're like rubbing their bellies uh. and like blinking and stuff it's so weird so weird. I hate it. I hate every second of it. Okay. <sighs> Again, <laughs> another album that is overly long. Yeah. Yep. But I'll let you give your thoughts on it. I mean, it is more Drake. That's all I felt. Yeah. I, and genuinely, like, I gave it a, I gave it a concentrated listen. Um, well, I, contextually, how much do you even like Drake? I like a certain sound of Drake. Mm. I don't like Drake as the lover boy. I like Drake when he's being you mean like three quarters of his career. Yes. So this much. <laughs> no, I, I, I like Drake when he's on his confident rap shit. You yeah. know, like uh, I like him as like any of the like date and location tracks. Yeah, no, exactly. Mm. I, I, I like. I like when it sounds like he's trying. Or time and location. I like when it sounds like he's trying. Yeah. I yeah. like him when he's energized. I don't like the slower tracks so much. I mean, there's a time and place for a lot of his like poppier, sing-songy tracks that I'm okay with. Like yeah. I, I don't hate a lot of his more, you know, his, his bigger singles that you hear on the radio or used to hear on the radio all the time. Um, but I much prefer like if you're reading this Drake. Yes. That's my that is my favorite Drake. I think that's I still maintain that's his best album. I agree. Yeah. I agree. That's my that is my favorite type of Drake. I think he peaked with that style. That's what does it for me. Yeah. So going into this, I didn't really know what to expect. Uh I, I wasn't really keen on like the like singles and like EPs and stuff that he was dropping before this. Yeah. Um, Luckily, none of that material made it onto the album. Right. So, yeah, going into it, I, I kind of went in fresh and was just, you know, I, I was coming off of Donda. Donda. And at this point, like, you know, we knew that it was dropped in a direct response to Donda, Donda. essentially. So, <laughs> Donda. There's no there's no way to not, like, compare the two yeah. with the way that, you know, all this was coming together. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I, I mean to kind of re-reference what I was talking about earlier, I mean, it was hard to not listen to Graduation and Curtis back-to-back -back right. and compare them, even though they were so drastically different. different. Yeah. They uh, historically, like, attached themselves to each other. And uh, now, you know, when you think about Curtis, you think, like, I mean, you got to think about Graduation and vice versa, I think. Yeah, it's true. Um, I want to say Way Too Sexy is a bad song it's not a good song it's not a good song it's, bad, it's not a good song it's a bad song i don't get some people are like it's the best song on the album it's like it's not a good song it's How a bad it song the best? it's not even a good song there's there's only two 
two big standouts for me as far as like P.U. This guy stinks. <laughs> and yeah. it's that song and it's Girls Want Girls. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, the, I, the second I heard, you know, the, the, the infamous line now. Yeah. About you're a lesbian. So am I. Girl, me too. Yeah. I. Girls like girls. Where I'm, and you're like. Girls like girls in Canada. What that, does that mean? What is that? <laughs> there's only lesbians. What does that mean? <laughs> it's, it's meaningless. It's uh, meaningless. Yeah. So I like, you know, I feel like Girls Want Girls is a is a better song, but the content is worse. Yeah. And uh, Way Too Sexy is just a bad song. Yeah. Period. It's um, all it just it's all it all feels like a big troll job. All of it feels like yeah. he's just fucking with people. It feels like it feels like he is in the studio going, What does it matter? Yeah. I'm in a position where I can do anything. And when I look at that album art, that proves it to me. Yeah. That he's just it, like, What does it matter? Phoning it in. Yeah, I can do anything. You guys are gonna eat this up. I wish I wish he just went full bore and ended up like making it a tongue-in-cheek album at that point you know like doing a wink and a nod of like this is what you expect of me yeah you know like going full circle on it well i think that there are songs on there that are tongue-in-cheek it's the fact that there are some super super sincere tracks you can't be tongue-in-cheek when some of the content in there is unknowingly tongue-in-cheek right right or should be taken tongue-in-cheek you yeah because you can't you can't listen to an entire project and go well is this a joke and is this not a joke or if you're still doing the thing that you're being tongue in cheek about sincerely yeah it doesn't work right and that's what happens on this album right a lot um I mean that being said again there's a lot of good features on this which I think is a, a common line within uh, this in Donda Donda uh Donda 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 um but kind of it kind of makes you think about the the f- I don't know if it's the first or the second Deadpool movie mm. where the entire conceit is that he knows he's in a superhero movie and sure. that's the whole joke and he's breaking the fourth wall and stuff. But then to just make a very formulaic superhero movie mm. while dunking on common formulaic on a, uh, uh, a formulaic superhero movie. It's like, OK, that's fun and interesting, but at the same time, you still made that movie. <laughs> it's true. So even if that's the joke, you still did that. Yeah, we're still sitting through a formulaic superhero yeah, movie. So all this other fun shit makes the experience more enjoyable. Don't talk shit about Deadpool 2, though, because that movie makes me cry <laughs> every time. It does. It does. What scene? Are you kidding me? <laughs> The heaven scenes. I'm not gonna ruin it for people, but th- th- that entire that entire facade or not facade that entire um, build up uh, the the um, the bookends I should say of that movie are just like they're heart wrenching. Okay, maybe I have to go. Okay, so then maybe I'm talking about part one. I am talking about part one because that's what happens in part one. He saves the day, he saves the girl. Everything actually works out in the end. No real strife. No real. No real stakes yeah and nothing really interesting happens in the grand scheme of like the movie itself as the plot moves along to be fair with the post-credit scene of deadpool 2 why are we talking about this uh (laughs) with a post-credit scene of deadpool 2 they kind of like they undercut it by giving that whole time travel uh conceit 
but it doesn't remove the the emotional gut punch of the best parts of that movie. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Anyway, I was I was just trying to contextualize, you know, the idea of him making this tongue in cheek thing while still making the thing. Yeah. And yeah. so, how can you be given credit? For knowingly winking at the audience while at the same time doing the thing you're being criticized for. Sure. It doesn't work. No. It just doesn't work. Um, Well, and also because it's an hour and a half. It's very long. (laughs) It's it's just too long. It's very long. Yeah. And and again, I think this is another example of if he were to have cut this down by half. There's this like fatty go up from like... uh, From from track seven to from I, honestly that whole middle section from seven to fourteen until you get to seven seven a.m. on Bridal Path yeah is just all filler eh, yeah eh, could do without it yeah. there's not one track in that section that I'm like whoa wow incredible yeah it's the beginning champagne poetry's dope uh. The track with Jay is is obviously good because mm-hmm. Jay's Love on all. it. Um, Poppy's home is fun. I, I I like that. I think more than other people like Poppy's home. I think it's a fun song. Mm. Um, I just I like project. I like the fact that Project Pat is on the album, but I'm like, yeah, eh. didn't need it. It's it's just a bunch of moments that are like, eh. It's only until that ending where you're like, oh, okay, this is actually. This, that song with fucking Wayne and Rick Ross. Oh, yeah. Holy, holy moly. <laughs> Ross immediately, like a fucking African elephant, just boom, <laughs> boom, boom. I'm like, what the fuck? Why, why aren't there more moments like this? This is fucking awesome. And then Wayne is continuing his... Hot streak of features. When you're like incredible, I thought he was brain dead. It's the golden era <laughs> of Little Wayne features. He's going off, man. He Ugh. hasn't put out a bad verse in like a year and a half. Keep it coming, man. Everything he's done, I'm like, I'm here for it. More, more, yeah, more, <laughs> more. more. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 that that you know, just slice it. Just slice it in half, honestly. Yeah. Cut it in half, and I, I think you have a decent album. Yeah. Um. I I will say I feel like I left this lo- loving it less than Donda, for sure. Yeah. Um. So whereas I think if you cut this one in half, you get a decent album. I think if you cut Donda in half, you get a great album. Yeah. I agree. I think. I think if you take the best tracks off of CLB. I still don't think you get anything resembling the best of Drake's career. No. I think I think this album completely phoned in, completely just it it feels I don't I don't want to say rushed, but it feels like the quality control is way down. It yeah. feels like you know, he got a bunch of tracks. He's coasting. He's coasting. That's yeah. what it feels like. It feels lazy. It doesn't feel rushed, it feels lazy. Yeah. And uh yeah. So, there you go. For both Drake's fans and for Kanye's fans, we shitted on them equally. <laughs> so if you didn't like that, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. Call Me When You Get Lost is better than both of them. 
I don't even think it's a competition. No, I think no, call me, call me when you get lost is so good. It's definitely not. Uh, and I think that that's from a sonic standpoint. I think that's from a lyrical standpoint. I think it's from a, a quality standpoint. Yeah. I, I think it's just such a cohesive, coherent album. Tyler, Tyler puts so much effort into that. There's so much thought behind. There's so many things. I'm still pulling stuff from it. And to think like five years ago, saying that or 10 years ago saying that Tyler the creator made an album that's better than what Drake and Kanye West put out that would be an insane thought to have I and not only that but like not only better but more thoughtful Mm -hmm. more cohesive more more coherent Mm -hmm. I, I mean I wouldn't have guessed I would not have guessed same same that would have happened but here we are shout out to to Tyler yeah. I mean, he's he's had people want to talk about I think one of the th- one of the things that one of the criticisms that gets levied at Drake is that he he doesn't show a lot of growth that he does. Mm. He just kind of does the same thing. And the stuff that he talks about at, you know, 34, he was talking about at 24. Yeah, it seems no matter how much success he has and no how no matter how much adversity he goes through. He seems to thematically talk about the same stuff. Or it's it's very uh I don't know, it's not really deeply uh dealt with in the way that you'd hope it would be like, you know, his kid. Yeah, I mean he like the 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 kid thing is is a really good example of like how much he kind of just treads the same water even with his child. It's his surprise baby. Yeah, I mean, to be in the position that he's in, to have the kid at the time that he had it, and the way that it was revealed, all of those things should make for just really, really compelling stuff. And all we kind of get is just these, what he's done is his whole career, which is like these vague uh, flashes of, yeah, where you're like, um, if you know who he's talking about and who he's talking to, that's very uh, personal. And and if you're Cassandra or Jessica or whoever he's talking to in the moment and you know that lyrics about you, I'm sure that that person was like, oh. but the rest of us, it's like we just get these pieces of yeah. information where you're like, okay, I, I, I'm sure that was compelling for whoever was involved in that situation at the time. Yeah. But yeah, it just... He has a, a wealth of, of, of these experiences that he doesn't really delve enough into yeah. to make. Whereas on the flip side, Kanye very, very much <laughs> yeah. delves. Into Sometimes to a detriment. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and that's the thing. Like, I'm not saying that he has to make his son, um, you know, part of his art. He doesn't have to. He can keep him completely separate. Um, but at the same time, then do that. Because you lightly touching on it only makes you look worse. Yeah. And 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 again, to to just do that and then like it it just shows no growth. Whereas Tyler, I mean, from the beginning of his career to now is almost unrecognizable. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean that the evolution and not just subject matter, but sound maturity. Well, and, and, uh, and, but without without being unrecognizable, though, I feel like 
there's a through line, but it's in such a like it's a, just a maturity growth. Yeah. And like it, like and a complexity that makes him such an interesting artist. Yeah, no, you, you, we completely watched a a a, 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 te- a late teens, early twenties guy like grow into an adult and yeah. like experience these things and really, really like take those experiences in and try to make something out of that stuff as opposed to either trying to turn it into you know. Trying to take every negative thing that happens to you and flip it into, yeah, I mean, I got these haters, but that's because I'm so successful. It's right, like you, right. like there are people who are going to hate you for reasons that are beyond your control, and there are people who are going to hate you for reasons that are completely within your control. And it's it's interesting and fun to watch somebody explore those things and not just push all that stuff aside and yeah. try to make it seem like you are bulletproof. Right. And showing that vulnerability, especially in your art is interesting that's the key word here is vulnerability i feel like kanye's shown vulnerability from time to time and i feel like drake has it yeah he never shows vulnerability no everything that ever happens to drake is at some point uh beneath him right he twists it he twists it into a way to sound like uh, it's a plan all along, and I'm doing great. Yeah actually yeah i get it but you know whatever i'm 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 still on top so it's like hey man Shitty things happen. It's all the haters. You could just accept the fact. Like having the kid when you know you didn't want to have a kid. I mean, he says as much. He's like, I wasn't planning on having a kid, and I had the kid. He says that in the album, which I, I, when he says that line, I'm like, oh, we're going to get some, yeah, we're going to get some breath out of this. Right. And it just doesn't happen. No. And I'm like, hey, man, it'd be fun to listen to a guy in your position talk about the fact that, like, you didn't want a child and maybe never wanted a child. And, like, that's interesting because, like, there's people like us, like I know for, for myself, like I'm not in, in a position that I want a child yet. And it's like, uh, it would be interesting to see a guy who's around my age, who's doing, who's doing music and, and living that life that like, I, 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 you know, I want a piece of that, obviously not what he's fucking doing yeah. in a different way. Sure. Or, or I mean, it's just, it, it's not even a piece of it. It's just a window into his world. Yeah. Even if you're not in the same situation, I, I feel like that's interesting uh, content that's that's a view into somebody's life yeah that you don't have but it's still you know it's still a human being and that is what makes art interesting uh and and i don't know I, I i feel like even if he were to have talked about you know the way that it was revealed in this entire beef thing circling back to that that he has this secret love child mm-hmm. air quotes for everyone who's listening um, he would have gotten a lot of like sympathy and empathy points by talking about that. And I being, think so. And 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 just explaining the situation and just saying like how messed up it was that that news went public uh, before he wanted it to, and being outed in that way. Like yeah. I feel like there's a lot of sympathy to be had there. Yeah, there's a lot of empathy to be had there. <laughs> but the problem is he's still maintaining this level of like this this piece of armor that stays there. Where where he can always kind of um, go back to, but also I can get your man's hit at any point. And it's like, hey man, nobody mm-hmm. believes that you would no. do something like that. No, there's there's no one on this planet, even people like it. Just we just don't believe you as a gangster. Like right. we just don't believe it. Doesn't so work. You don't like it. Just yeah, I I just don't. Anytime he is rapping about 
put money on somebody's head or you know yeah. we can get your man touched or anything like that it's just like dog i just don't i don't know you. about that sir uh yeah and that's the thing rick though rick ross is more compelling and we know <laughs> that he that he's <laughs> he was a correctional officer past. and when rick ross says something it's more compelling and more believable sure he's a more imposing figure in general but but that's but that's part of it. That's yeah, sure. part of his content. Sure. That's part of the way that he raps. It's part yeah, of the stuff that he puts out. Nobody's afraid of Drake looking at him face to face. Yeah, you know, like nobody. Yeah, you're not. Nobody's looking, afraid. You're of like, Drake. Oh man, frightening. Maybe you're afraid for your girlfriend, but you know, like nobody's <laughs> should afraid, be afraid of Drake. for your girlfriend. You, yeah, you definitely should be afraid of that. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the thing though is like I feel like a lot of people, I mean especially in the hip hop world, uh, see that kind of. Um, I don't know that 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 kind of realness as a, a weakness. And yeah, I think that's something that needs to go away, and it has been thanks to you know people like Tyler and Kanye and Kanye. Exactly, I I, I think that's that is positive. I think that's a positive move, not only for hip hop but just for music in general and for people in general. Yeah, I feel like there's way too many people that put up this facade and you know this tough guy uh, exterior when they're hurting inside. Mm-hmm. And they deal with their their issues and uh, depression and and you know all that kind of stuff in a way that's really unhealthy. Yeah. So uh, <coughs> I don't know. I mean, I I think that what Drake is doing is is part of a, a quickly dying era of hip hop, and I, I I feel like we're we're gonna see more and more artists going along the lines of the Tylers. Of being more real, yeah, and uh, you know, people call Drake like a sad boy rapper sometimes too. But it it is it is. But it's all so surface level. It's all uh, so vague and so. Right. It's vague to the point of it's relatable to everyone because it's like horoscopes. Sure, it's sure. just stuff that everyone can read into and go, <laughs> yeah, I've experienced that. Drake is horoscopes. He's just horoscopes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I get that. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think that's what what uh, it boils down to is, you know, Kanye has more depth in general, and I feel like Drake doesn't. That that's that's <coughs> partially why uh, Certified Lover Boy uh, suffers. Yeah, in this in this one on one. Yeah, and it you know at the end of the day, they both suffer from a lack of quality control. They, yeah. it seems yeah. like they both just yeah, it's too much. Yeah, too much. Hey guys. Too long. Albums are just too long now. To stop, please. I'm I'm yeah. begging you. I'm begging you to stop putting out these long ass albums. I'm I can't do it. I'm losing the ability to sit through these albums. That I had to listen to both of them multiple times, not because I wanted to, but because I felt like I was missing something. They just washed over me and I was yeah. like, Did I just sit through almost two hours of music and I don't remember <laughs> anything from it? What <laughs> is there something wrong with me? Yeah, better man than me. So I had to go back and go and, and listen again and like, okay, I get what some people are talking about. That that's a good song. It's not a good song, blah, blah, blah. CLB was harder to listen to twice. Yeah. Donda was as even though Donda. it's super long and, and unnecessary, it is an easier thing to listen to, even though it's that long. It's more complex, it's more varied. Yeah. It's more interesting. Yeah. CLB is hard to listen to multiple times. It's like listening to the radio. Yes, yes, yeah. that's exactly what it is. And I think that that's part of the reason that it's going to be su- so successful. Is For that sure. That's exactly what it is. It's like 100%. listening to the radio. Yeah. He he works with 
all of the big name artists that are out right now. Uh, he has the big singles from all these huge names. The sound is very of the now, like what's on the radio right now. Well, you saw the promotional push for this too, like uh, all the billboards in individual cities. Yeah. The uh, and then like after that, I'm sure they had like some PR plug, but like all of ESPN was talking about it. Yep. Every yep. every sportscaster was talking about it. A yep. ton of athletes <laughs> were talking about it. And it, it, it just became this buzzworthy thing. Again, because it's smart. A Drake album came out. It's smart. It's smart. Drake doesn't, you know, he's not he's not looking for a cosign from fucking Big Daddy Kane or Kumo D. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like he's on TV and what is he doing? He's advertising the release of his rap album on ESPN, on SportsCenter. Yeah. You know? Yep. Like he's, it's smart. It works. It makes sense. I understand why he's so successful. And like I said before, when you go on Twitter and you see what like black Twitter is talking about, it's as if Drake is just sitting right there in the middle of the conversation, just soaking up everything, writing it all down, and then flipping it and turning it into content. Yeah. Because it seems like when I listen to his music, I'm like, ah, that's what I saw people talking about on <laughs> right. Twitter. Like, There's the meme. Yeah. Got it. It's just, it's right there. I mean, he literally admitted that the only reason he said a certain line on the album was because of a tweet that went viral. Did you see that? No, but I believe it. <laughs> he, uh, the Antetokounmpo line. Ah, uh, okay. He was like, yeah. I only wrote that because of that tweet. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, of course. He's sitting on Twitter watching all this stuff. This tweet goes viral. He's like, oh, that would be funny if I did that. And then everyone could go, oh, I wonder if he did that because of that. And boom, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Man. It like just yeah. goes in circles. And it's smart. And it's the reason why he's the most successful rapper. Yeah, he's and the savvy. reason that he's I savvy. think, I truly, truly think he will go down as one of the most successful artists of all time. I think, I truly think that uh, as long as he keeps doing what he's doing, the numbers will keep shooting through the roof. He'll, he'll just, every time he puts something out, he'll break the record for Spotify streams. The fact that we're moving to this pretty much streaming and vinyl only releases mm -hmm. because all that's all people care about is getting the streaming numbers and then the special edition re-releases are going on vinyl. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's I just don't see how he isn't the most successful artist of all time. Have you heard of BTS? Market. BTS? <laughs> ah. They don't have the longevity. That's true. You know, once they once they turn like 25, it's all over. It's over. Yeah. You think they're going to go solo and then people are going to be like, I wonder what. Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to. Please don't. Let's. Uh, <laughs> please don't. Oh, no. Let's move along. Yeah. Speaking let's of being indulgent, along. let's maybe keep this <laughs> this album uh -huh. shorter than two hours. Yeah. 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 Let's move. Let's let's get out of here. All right. Well, let's let's, you know, not get out of here, but <clears throat> get out of this topic at yes. least. Yeah. All right, so Matrix teasers. There have been Matrix teasers out. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, which will be two days ago. Two days ago, <laughs> you guys saw probably Hopefully. the trailer for the new Matrix movie. Yeah. Matrix 4. Um, Resurrection. Resur Resurrection. Resurrections. Um, Dupa 407. I am a sentinel. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. So hopefully it's really good. Hopefully it's really good, but we don't know that yet. Mm -hmm. We've only seen the teasers, and we're gonna react to that. Yeah. 
So this is kind of a trailer trash? Trailer trash. Meep, meep. Okay. It's better when we do it the other way around. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, The way that they're they're advertising it is awesome. The only way that you can see it currently is if you go on, well, the only way before Thursday. Yeah, yeah, that was was, was very disrespectful. (laughs) Very disrespectful. It's not my fault. And I know that ain't who I think it is. I know that ain't who I think it is. <laughs> um, the only way that you can see it as of this recording would have been to go to the website and click on either the red, blue, re- the red, blue, the red pill or the blue pill. Right. What's the website? <sighs> All right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> enter the matrix or is it just the matrix? Isn't enter the matrix the game? Yes. Enter the Neo. Matrix for Resurrections. Enter Neo. Enter Neo. Through his butt. Why is it so hard to find the website? All right. Yeah, just put Matrix website. Why are you doing what this? is the Matrix? What com? is the Matrix? That's that's it. What is the Matrix? A theme throughout the first movie. Technically, it's the choice is yours. Dot. What is the Matrix? Dot com. All right. <clears throat> yeah. But if you, let's say you Googled what is the matrix, just Google what is the matrix. Yeah. You'll and, find it. And that's what will pop up. You'll find it. What I find, first of all, what I find really interesting is is how often people are like, like the matrix is not a hard movie to understand. And <laughs> no. It's, it's, it always, it always uh, confuses me and flabbergasts me how much. Uh, media and content is centered around unpacking the matrix as if it's not this really easy thing. Yeah, to super easy thing to understand. I mean, especially now, like we've had decades to decipher what the matrix is. Yeah. Decipher ah. what the matrix is. Thank you. That's good. Um, yeah. God no, damn you, cipher. God damn you, cipher. God damn you, cipher. Yeah. Um, no, I mean it's it's super easy. If you guys haven't seen the movie, go watch it right now. <laughs> if you haven't seen the Matrix, no, no, I I mean I I really genuinely think, mind you, you guys let us know, uh, right in the comments if you haven't seen the Matrix. Um, but shame on you. No, I mean there's tons of uh, kids kids shame watch. on you kids watch. Okay, shame on you. Um, yeah, there's there. I'm sure there's an entire generation of people who haven't seen the Matrix because it's an old movie now. Mm. Shame on you. Either way. Shame on you. If you don't know the Matrix is about this uh that that our uh, the idea that our current reality is actually a simulation. Yes. It yeah, if you've made any jokes on Twitter about oh this is a simula- simulation and you haven't seen the Matrix, shame on you. Shame. Or or mention red pill at all. Don't even get me started. <laughs> oh, they speak people with their fucking red pill metaphors and haven't even seen the fucking movie. Yeah. Don't understand the people that they're talking about or talking with. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. <sighs> anyway. <clears throat> yeah, go. If you haven't. Listen, I'm not. I'm shaming you because you need to see it because The Matrix is one of the greatest movies of all time. Classic. Stone Cold Classic. One of my favorites. Holds could, up to this day. To this day. To this day. To this day. 
I could watch it. We could put it on right now. If we're well, as soon as we're done with this, we could put it on right now, and I would sit through it. It's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's incredible that they made a movie that good. Yeah, I mean, it's got everything that you need. Yep. It, everything a grown boy needs, as they say, in the movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you've got kung fu, uh-huh. you've got gung gun fu, yeah, gun fu. Uh, you have sci-fi, mm-hmm. uh, and you, you a little bit of romance. Sure, sure. You got some romance. You got special effects, mm-hmm. um, and you got uh, Carrie Ann Moss. So, what more can you ask for? What more can you ask for? Lots of leather. There's leather everywhere. Too much leather. Too much leather. Too much. In real life, there'd be tons of squeaking everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say for the record, the outfit that Neo wears in the end uh-huh. should have been the outfit that he wore throughout the series. The I, t-shirt? No, no, no. It's just, No, no, no. Oh, not that Not that fit. That okay. was a dope fit too, but no T-shirt the, with the guns. No, at the very end when he when he when he ha, when he's in the phone booth and he talks, oh, he's yeah. wearing like a he's wearing like a, a the jacket, but he's wearing like a tie and and suit getup. Right, and right, it looks right, really right, right. dope. It's like the it's good. Right before Rage Against the Machine kicks in. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then in the second and third one, oh he if you if you if you ever find yourself watching uh, Revolutions, I don't know why you would. But Ooh. if you ever find yourself watching Revolutions, there is a moment. I've watched these movies way too much. They're they're bad, but I've watched them a lot. I've watched two more than three, but not much. Ah, man, three, dude. Three is <laughs> three is a slog. What happens in three? Three's hard to get through. I can tell you because I've watched it a lot. I can tell it, you. Wait, what is happens. is three the ones the one with the gun arm things? The mechs? There's that two. That's three. Okay. That's three because okay. they. That's when they um, breach into they finally get Zion. into Zion and they have to. That's part. That's a huge moment at the same time that what's happening in the Matrix right. is happening outside of the Matrix. Right. They finally the Sentinels have realized that there's this spoiler core. alert. <laughs> if you haven't watched the Matrix, please pause us right now. Watch the entire trilogy, mm-hmm. then come back. Suffer for two thirds. A lot of time uh, <clears throat> put into that. I mean, there's cool action scenes in part two, at least. And I mean, there's some good stuff. But the problem is, part three doesn't even have the redeeming qualities of like part two has good fight sequences, really fun fight choreography. Yeah. The scene on the highway. Oh, is so classic, good. classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> the, that's the issue with part three is there's no redeeming fight scenes like no, that. No, and a lot of a lot of especially the neo stuff is a letdown because it is such a cerebral like you know conversational thing it, yeah. it, it, it's not it, <sighs> they just try too hard that's that's at the end of the day I they get, just try too hard i get what the wachowskis were going for with it being kind of a subversion of like our action hero like just sacrificing himself and it being this jesus metaphor obviously mm-hmm. um but it sucks for a movie mm-hmm. <laughs> it's still a letdown <clears throat> even though i get it it yeah. still is a letdown, and it's not enough to have those mech scenes, which are cool. I like the you know the mech battle, and it you know you feel that it's it's very dire because obviously Zion's this last bastion of humanity, and they finally win in the end. But yeah. it's like we've been riding with Neo this entire time, and now he's just gone. Yeah, and there wasn't like a a big fight scene to to get us to that. Well, there is, but it's so it's so dumb. Him and him and Smith, 
they have that fight throughout the city and it's just it's so dumb it's dumb i don't even consider that because it's not like it's not a good fight when scene. i think of their their the especially uh, specifically the smith fight scenes or uh, any kind of combat between them i i think of the first one with the the you know them shooting at each other point blank that yep. that entire fight in the subway station yep i think of in part two the the dozens of smiths obviously that entire fight scene with the stick and all that mm-hmm. and then the third one it's like there's that but it doesn't even stack anywhere close to either of those two no they tried too hard to make the turn you can you can tell that the wachowskis were so uh <clears throat> influenced by like anime and stuff like that to kind of make them these two godlike figures who could just be flying throughout the city and like yeah crashing into each other and yeah, dragon ball z yeah, yeah. And the, it, the the water slow mo, yeah, the punching the, through the water droplets. And I, and I get that you know that's them just kind of throwing their weight around. I was going to say throwing their dicks around, but they don't have any. They're the Wachowski siblings now, and we will respect that. It's true. They did at the time. They did at the time. That's yeah. true. <clears throat> and one of them isn't back now. I think only Lily is directing this yes, one. Yes, I heard that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the and the, the other, other one sibling is, was like, yeah, she, uh, she didn't want. And I I read this entire article. She didn't want to re, excuse me, rehash what she'd done before. Yeah, and I get that. It makes perfect sense. I have nothing but respect for her as far as that goes. And yeah. like you know, she's now doing like I think a sitcom or something, or like so a, a TV show, a TV show that has nothing to do with sci-fi, okay. nothing to do with all this you know heady matrixy actiony stuff. Yeah. So you know, more power to her. If that if in in revolutions. <clears throat> Him and Agent Smith just met in the same subway and then just had a fisticuffs battle for like <laughs> 10 minutes where they yeah. just fought. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, so I, much better. <laughs> just the, like a they live fight. Yes. <laughs> beating the shit out yes. of each other. That's yeah. like at the at the end, you all you get is just these two guys. This whole thing comes down to just who is the better man right yeah. now. Oh, but you know, that's the thing is like, I, I wonder, uh, director's Lana Wachowski. Lana. Okay. So Lily's the one. Lily's the one who's not doing it. Right. Um, that's the thing though. That's the weird thing with the matrix is like, obviously the matrix is this digital world. What is the matrix? What is the matrix.com? So they're going to have to do some answering as to why neo looks older um you know obviously he doesn't have his corporeal form anymore because he's he died in real life so his existence is just in the matrix now right well the only thing that i can think is that the way that they're going to spin it is that after he died they re-injected his body back into the matrix and because they say that this this equation that he is an anomaly of right is going to continue to happen it's inevitable yes yeah, he's the, like the avatar yeah so mm-hmm. he will be resurrected in a way and i and i wonder if they're going to do something because there's like a young morpheus mm-hmm. i don't know why i did that in quotes he is the young morpheus yeah um it's a good rap name and i want <laughs> young morpheus I wonder if what they're going to do is flip the roles and have Morpheus become the, the one. one 
and Neo is the Morpheus, Morpheus of the yeah. And I wonder if there's somehow they're going to inject him back into it, and the anomaly of the equation is now Morpheus, and it's this thing that, that just continues to. That would be interesting. Because um, I yeah I don't know because yeah they're like you said they're going to have to explain why he's much older, and yeah. it seems like from the flashes of stuff that they're doing something in the way of him either like slowly throughout the movie remembering who he is uh-huh. or something like that which would be cool i guess just don't uh, i don't know i'm not gonna ruin it for you what? i'm gonna ruin it for you you can't ruin it for me no no i can't it's it's about twin peaks so i'm not gonna oh 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 yeah you can ruin that i'm not gonna ruin it for you. <laughs> yeah i'm not done with that yeah and now it's off netflix so i need to borrow the uh, dvds That's by the way it's fine yeah it's fine happy to happy to lend them um i'll just i I will just say uh we don't get a ton of agent cooper in uh season three okay that is disappointing that's already disappointing just yeah Yeah. okay i see see what you're saying like if if, is he just gonna kind of be because they're using um that guy uh, look up the. Do you have the? Do you have the cast pulled up? For four, I very easily can. The kid. The cast. <clears throat> you talking about Yaya Abdul Mateen? Is that how you say his name? You said that really quickly, like you were very confident. Yes, yeah, Yaya Abdul Mateen, the second. He's playing Morpheus. Priyanka I didn't Chopra. know they were bringing fucking Jada Pinkett back. Oh wow, nice. me neither. Um, and now there's we have a new we have a new agent, Jonathan Groff, right? Yeah. Um, Abdul Mateen, mm-hmm. who is having a moment right now. Yeah. Which I'm I'm cool with because I think he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was a good guy to pick to play Morpheus. I wonder if they're gonna put a gap in his teeth just to. <laughs> <laughs> just for continuity purposes yeah. uh doubtful but that makes sense as to why Lawrence Fishburne's not in the movie the direction that they're going with this movie but mm. i do hope that this is all a um a redirect or a misdirect that he is in the movie and they're just you know playing it close to the vest i would yep. love for him to have a moment where he just you know comes behind a door or something and you're just like Larry Fishburne, let's go. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, <coughs> that'd be cool. Just look at this cast. It's Keanu, Carrie Ann Moss, Priyanka Chopra, Jessica Henwick, Daniel Bernhardt, Yaya Abdul Mateen the second. Yaya Abdul Mateen. Uh, NPH. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Doogie Hauser's in this, yeah. doing God knows I what. I don't know. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, Christina Ricci. Interesting. Jonathan Groff, Max Reinmelt, Daniela Harpaz, and I don't know the rest of y'all. Sorry. Yeah, the rest of the. Wait. Is that kid? Yes, is it is. That? It is. That is definitely kid from Kid and Play. Kid from <laughs> Christopher kid Reed from Kid and Play is is in the new Matrix movie. Oh, no. So right. if that is not a reason enough <laughs> to go watch this movie, I don't know what is. All right. Sounds good to me. 
so there you go yeah um is there anything else we can really say about it at this time there's not really not much else no just that uh like i'm holding my hopes uh close to the chest yeah i will say because i mean the matrix has been fraught with disappointment Mm -hmm. the first one is a classic two disappointing but i would say it's still i would still say it's good yeah i think it's good it becomes just an action movie sure it's not as heady it's not as interesting it's not as smart but it is fun yeah three disappointing i i mean mediocre at best yeah yeah so we'll see what they can do with four i'm hopeful i'm all about keanu Mm -hmm. i will support and you know i'll support the matrix in general yeah, it's just one of those franchises that has always been there uh, that I've loved for a very long time. It's been formative uh, for me yeah. as a movie lover. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. So <clears throat> speaking of movies that kind of started genres and started movements in Hollywood and whatnot, there's been this growing conversation about why and how the MCU has been so successful. Uh, let me start with that conversation. Please. Which started, as most things do, on Twitter. Uh, Omar. Omar. At, at Omar OVO24. Speaking of Drake. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, God. Uh, He put out a tweet. Dick riders. (laughs) That goes as follows. Just a friendly reminder that without Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man and the X-Men movies, we would have never gotten the MCU. The only reason Blade isn't on here is because it wasn't as big of a hit as Spider-Man or X-Men. And Kevin Feige worked very closely with Sam Raimi... uh, the Spider-Man trilogy director, like we didn't know that, Omar, and he took notes and shit. (laughs) Kevin Feige literally said he learned a lot from Sam Raimi, the director of the Spider-Man trilogy. I mean, which that's meaningless. Sam Raimi's a legend. Of course. If you worked anything with him, like hopefully you pull something from him. Sure. fucking Sam Raimi. Sure. So um, we should explain uh, the reason why he got defensive all of a sudden. Uh, with this response about the only reason why Blade isn't on here, blah, 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 is because a lot of people immediately came back at him saying, no, Blade was actually the beginning of this. Yeah. And, you know, you didn't mention Blade in, in, in any of it. Yeah. But this was a, you know, a major motion picture, uh, you know, a big movie, especially for a rated R movie. Oh, yeah, it was huge. In, uh, what, what year did Blade come out? Hold on. I'm going to say 2002. No, no, earlier than that. 2001, maybe? Are you reading it through me? I'm just, I'm trying to pull the information from you. Uh, I, I definitely think... Uh, I'm not looking at it yet. I definitely think it was late 90s. 98? I'm going to say 98. 98. No, I think you're right. 98, 99 is when that movie came out. That's the new movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, uh, what? 
Why is it so hard to find? We'll just scroll down from, from where we're at. That's well, right there. 2002. I was right. No, no that's, that's, that's Blade 2. two. Okay, so it has to be 99. It has to be 99, right? Blade movie. Let's see. 98. 98. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Okay. 98 was Blade. Blade 2 is 2002. Okay, that's we, good. We that don't talk about Blade Trinity. That makes sense because I had a Blade toy and I'm like, was I was I 12 with a Blade toy or was I 8? Yeah. 8 is okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 8 is acceptable to be to be walking around with Wesley Snipes in your hand. Back when you could get toys for rated R movies. <laughs> yes. I can't believe. My dude. cousin, my cousin Jason had a Toxic Avenger toy. I had a Toxic Avenger toy. Yeah. You got to love it. Oh. I had the Toxic Avenger on Sega Genesis. Yeah. They made the, uh, it was a side-scrolling uh, beat-em-up. His toy came with the broom? The, yeah, the mop. He mop. had the mop. It was mop. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I had that toy. Dude, I had that toy and that game, and I had never even seen the movie. Of course not. How could you? <laughs> he melts in the first, like, 15 minutes of that movie, and there's boobs. I don't know. Oh. I don't know, man. Incredible. Okay. So let's let's get down to business, okay? Sure. Can you? Oh wait, wait! Don't get off that page yet. Pull up the box office success of the first movie. Uh, okay. Do you have it? Is that it right there? Four seventeen. That... Yeah. Four hundred seventeen. Four hundred seventeen million dollars. What? And maybe that's total of the entire franchise. Yeah, that's the whole. Cause that. Yeah. That's too much. Say, that's, that's too much. That's a lot too of much. money for one movie. One hundred thirty-one. Okay. One hundred thirty-one million. <clears throat> I'll say my piece on this, and then you can, can say your piece, how you, sure. how you visualize it. Okay. The way that I see it is, as much as I love Wesley Snipes, and as much as I love Blade the movie, I love Blade. Love it. I mean, I watch it, I don't know, three times a year. Sure. <laughs> I it's, love It's your mom's favorite movie. movie. It's my mom's favorite Famously. movie. Famously. Every time it's on, she'll watch the whole thing. I got her the box set. It's a family. It's an heirloom at this point. We love this movie. But I kind of agree with Omar. Mm -hmm. When Blade came out, I remember there was nobody talking about the fact that it was a comic book movie. There was no one talking about, oh, I wonder what Marvel's going to do next. There was nobody talking about the fact that, like, oh, I wonder how vampires fit contextually with the other superheroes. None of that was the conversation. This movie stood alone. It was on a mountain by itself. Wesley Snipes was still hot. He was still doing these martial arts movies. Steven Dorff was having a moment. He's a good actor. I thought he was I th I think he's really good in this movie. I think he's like underrated. I think he deserves to be in more stuff. I just oh, think he's a good actor. Uh, have you seen him in uh True True Detective? Season, no, season three. No, no, I, I haven't watched. They're, season they're three. both in True Detective season three. That's wow. Uh, well, no, Stephen Dorff and uh, uh, New Blade. Yeah, Mahershala, Mahershala Ali. Yeah, yeah. New Blade. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, <laughs> it, no, it's, yeah, it's really good. I'm, it's I'm really I'm not surprised. Good. I think he's. I think he's a really underrated actor. I think yeah. he deserves more than than uh, what he's gotten. Yeah. He seems like kind of a douchebag, but from what I've seen, yeah. I've he's seen people good. say he's like not. Nah, he's not a cool. Good. Dude. He's a good actor. That's all we're. That's all we're saying yeah, here. All, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, when it like at the end of the day, it's hard to. I know that people want to give credit to the black actor who helmed this movie in the beginning, mm -hmm. and 
as much as I would like to do the same, I just don't see it that way. I think he's right. I think it took it took the ridiculousness of making Spider-Man work and making X-Men uh, real. The combination of those two things, like making Spider-Man and X-Men work and 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 making that make sense in audiences' minds. Based in like a non-goofy yes. scenario. When you when they were able to do that. It's not like an Adam West like, right. tongue it just in wasn't, cheek. Yeah, this like, you know, or like the old school well, Spider-Man I, where he's kind I, of going. No, but the first one's not. The first one is, it's silly. It's campy, but it's campy. not, it's not ridiculous. It right. works. It right. makes sense. The way that it, the, the, the way that it's shot and the way that it's written is like those move and, and the X-Men movies, even to a further extent. Sure. Those are the first one, especially is like a dark, like. Literally talking, yeah, right. Everything it's like, is like it's super... everything's like navy blue. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when they go to Canada, it's just like, wait, is that what Canada looks like? It's weird. It's just like this cold shade yeah, it's of very blue. Cold. Uh, when you can make those two things work for audiences where they're not questioning things, that's how you get us to two thousand eight. I don't think that Blade has much to do with the success of the modern MCU. And I think a good piece of evidence towards that is look how long it's taken them to reintroduce him to the MCU. You still needed another 15 years for people to be okay with the idea of vampires in the MCU. Yeah. Now we're at a point where they're like, Okay, okay. <laughs> I can trust you with Y'all have seen it all, so you get vampires now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my take on it. I love Wesley. I love Blade. I would love to give them credit for this. I just don't I just don't agree. I don't I think that movie was good enough on its own, but I don't think it gets the I don't think it deserves credit for creating the modern MCU. I just don't see it. So before I give my take, I just I saw this within the chain of, you know, Omar's tweet, which is, you know, blown up. It's now viral. <clears throat> yeah. uh, but Kareem at Prince 726 said, y'all talking about money. He talking about influence. People didn't look at Blade as a superhero movie. And then the Dave Cave came in and said, without money, there wouldn't have been a chance for the influence. So I think that's a salient point. That, uh, yes, okay. Though it wasn't, though Blade wasn't viewed as a superhero movie, it was still a superhero property that was given multi million dollars to play with. That then, then you know, uh, Spider Man and X Men got you know even more money, and maybe Blade was a stepping stone to allow for these other superhero movies to be given a more serious, you know, yeah, uh, shot. I could see that. I mean, to me, again, even that is they gave them money to create a Blade franchise helmed by Wesley. Uh, but that, I don't, just don't see when people are like, <clears throat> you got Blade, now here's Spider-Man. Now that you're ready for, now that you've now that you've seen this, no. now you're ready for this. I don't see that. Yeah, and so you know my take here is pretty similar to yours. Um, uh, yeah, I I agree. I think that 
mainstream superhero movies. I mean, didn't even start with Spider-Man or X-Men. It, it started with the Donner Superman movies. Yeah. You know, like yeah. those were those had humorous elements, but were taken as semi-serious movies. Mm-hmm. They were movies. They weren't superhero movies necessarily where it was like this comic thing. It was a movie. Yeah. It just so happened to star Superman. And people will say, oh, well, that's DC. We're talking about Marvel. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We're talking about comic book related movies that they're turning into these blockbusters. Yeah. So, you know, I think if we're going to take it, I mean, I'm sure there's other things that go even further back than that. Well, I mean, we're not even talking about the Batman movies. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, like, it, yeah, the 80s Batman movies, too. Like, of course, of course. Yeah. Like, that is something that I think showed that maybe not in a real world, but you can make, you can recreate the comic book world in a way that is faithful to the comics and elicits the same kind of feel of the comics on yeah. the silver screen. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, <coughs> that's really powerful. That's something that Hollywood had to see. Thanks to Tim Burton, largely um, that you could do it in a stylistic way that made those panels come to life. Yeah. If you watch blade, Marvel's not even like heavily advertised in the no. Like, and, if you look at the beginning sequences, and that's the funniest thing is like I grew up uh, for the uh, 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 I mean a while, not realizing even that Blade was a superhero. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> or that Blade was part of the Marvel universe in and general. And we were kids around the time where this should have made sense to us. Right. This should have been advertised oh, no. to and, us. And it would have made Blade even more attractive of a character because like, I knew about Spawn. Like, yeah. I knew Spawn was a superhero. I knew the Fantastic Four. I knew Batman and Superman and all these other characters. Yep. But if I, I, I didn't know that Blade was a comic book character. No. He and, wasn't advertised that way. Right. And and so unless like unless you're somebody of like your mom's generation who grew up with the Blade comics... Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have known. Yeah, you wouldn't have known. I do think there is value to showing that you can make a property like Blade, that was a comic book, into a, a blockbuster movie franchise. Mm-hmm. And I think that is pioneering in its own way. But is it the start of the MCU? No, of course it's not. Nah, you, no, there's no connection there. There's no like there only is in hindsight. Yeah. That you can go, oh, that was a major rated R comic book, air quotes, movie. I, I would go so far as to say, I think, and I don't have any evidence to this other than what I've seen. I think they went out of their way to hide the fact that it was a comic book movie. Right, because they didn't want it to be goofy. They they wanted a uh, the ability to be free from the reins of comic books as a like children's property. Yeah. Because it's a rated R. It's a hard R movie. Yeah. So I, I think it would have been detrimental to them to have it being labeled as this comic book movie. Yeah. Because it wasn't Batman and it wasn't Superman. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's that's very true. Now, you know, do I think that Blade has a place among, among like, the, the stepping stones to where we are as far as the superhero kind of... I don't even know if superhero is like a genre, but, like... The yeah, superhero is a genre now. Uh, superhero uh, movies, I think, is just a genre in and of itself. There's enough movies to have, to just call them that, I suppose. But the, my point is, they they in, 
encapsulate so many other genres within them. Sure. They're so big. It's like a, I guess a superhero umbrella. Um, uh, I mean, it, I, I think Blade has its place as a stepping stone to making that a mainstream and viable, which is what matters with Hollywood, as we've said before, mm-hmm. a monetarily viable pull at the box office. Yeah. And now <clears throat> they just realize that they can actually be out and call them superhero movies. Yeah. You know, and that's a pull in itself. Because it's now it's now it's mainstream. Now yeah. it's in vogue and everybody knows what a superhero movie is and all the trappings that come with that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's now a benefit, whereas back then it wasn't. Right. So yeah, I mean <coughs> I uh, it, it deserves it deserves credit for being a successful hard R comic book movie, but it wasn't it didn't have to traverse the obstacle of being a comic book movie because it was never labeled as such. Right. It was a vampire movie starring Wesley Snipes, an A-list superstar at the time. Sure. So yep. it's not as if it had a lot of obstacles to get through. People were okay with those movies. People were watching fucking Underworld and like shit like that. Like people were still watching shit like that. So it didn't have to it didn't have to get over the hump of being a comic book movie. Yeah. Because they never advertise it as such. And so to give it credit for pushing past that barrier for mainstream audiences, I just don't think makes a lot of sense. Because it didn't have to. Spider-Man had to. Because Spider-Man was so famous to us. Everybody knew who Spider-Man was. And we knew that it was a goofy comic book. Spider-Man. That's a goofy thing. You have to get over that. And for it to be good enough to get over that deserves credit same thing with the x-men they're mutants one guy has fucking claws coming out of his hands one guy blasts lasers out of his face like that's a hump you have to get over make that make sense right yeah and you have to for people to like get with the program despite how shitty brian singer is yeah person yeah exactly so those two i just i think yeah i just don't i think those two movies deserve the credit and blade deserves the credit for being a movie that uh, it, it made movies that were going to come out 15 years after Blade work. Yeah, you have to give a little bit of credit to the fact that like he that movie was able to to sh- to lay a blueprint down as to how you could get a hard R movie like that made and make it good and make it successful. Yeah, definitely deserves that credit. But being the the birth of the MC, of the modern MCU, I just Not I'm so sorry, much. I just can't do it. Maybe maybe like Deadpool owes a debt to... Deadpool owes a serious debt to Blade. To Blade, yeah. Yes, Deadpool does. Because again, Deadpool is another movie that stands by itself. It's not a movie that... Deadpool is not a character that's connected to all these comic books in a way that X-Men is... Spider-Man is the way that Iron Man is. Deadpool is an X-Men actually. <laughs> it just it Iron Man works because of a lot of factors. Robert Downey Jr. because of of Hulk because of all of these there's so many things that have to make that movie work. Iron Man though the differences planted the seeds of so many other comics within it. Yes. Already even as just a standalone movie like there was still 
talk about the rings and all like yes the, yes like there was lore well, what built I'm, into it what i'm saying is not not even the movie itself but the idea of an iron man movie the iron man is not a super popular character at the no, time no no he wasn't and which and a that, lot of people forget that's the ironic part about it is yeah. like you know he's one of the most like uh iconic and one of the most uh, uh, popular and successful characters now, but at the time he was kind of B tier. <laughs> yes, he wasn't, dude. I mean, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna throw it out there. I was an Iron Man fan as a kid. Yeah, you can ask my mom. I had the Iron Man toy. Anytime we played uh, Marvel versus Capcom, Iron Man was on of my course. team. I loved Iron Man. I loved the character. I didn't understand the depth of the character. I just loved that a guy would wear a robot suit. That's why I love Gundam so much. He looks I, so dumpy in the cartoons. He does. It was hilarious. It was so stupid. And they're like the rings around his like wrists He's and stuff. He's got a bucket on his head. Yeah, he looks ridiculous. Yeah. And I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, so I'll just throw that out there. Yeah, no. I think you have Early to be. adopter. You have to be as a uh, hip-hop fan. Yeah. With Tony, uh, yeah. Tony Starks. Yes. I think that has a lot to do with yeah. it. That has to have a lot to do with yeah. it, right? That was it for me. That that got me onto the Iron Man train early. Yeah. With Ghostface. But the but as a character, like you said, he was B tier. So yeah. there was a lot of things that had to go into making that thing work. And people forget that. You know? And same thing with Guardians. And oh, like I mean all- Guardians is yeah, I mean, like that is <laughs> I mean, James Gunn cannot get enough roses for making guardians yeah. of the galaxy work yes and so those things- and suicide squad <laughs> don't make me laugh i gotta pee man <laughs> dude it's hard so those <laughs> things have to have they have to happen all, all these things have to happen spider you have to make spider-man work you have to make x-men work all sure. those things but you have you have to focus on the fact that they are comic book movies working lean into the comic to, book aspect yeah. To get yeah. to the rest of this other shit. Sure. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, uh, you think we got it? I know we <laughs> oh, got it. Oh, oh. What about the cheers of the week? I have my cheers of the week. Do you have your cheers of the week? Yeah, I got one. Okay. All Ready right. Do it? Yeah. Ready? All right. You're f- you first. <clears throat> Mine goes to Michael K. Williams. Mine was going to Michael K. Williams. Well, we'll do it together. <laughs> to Michael K. Williams, RIP. Uh, actor and man gone too soon. <clears throat> um, obviously, super sad news. Don't want to end on a bummer. But, I mean, incredible actor. Uh, you've probably seen him in The Wire. If not, go watch The Wire. Mm-hmm. We're giving you guys a lot of homework today. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, from from everything that we've seen online, from the people who actually knew him, uh, seemed to be a really good guy. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, if you're a gamer, you may have seen him in Battlefield 4? 3? 3? Well, he's in the new one. Yeah. And, yeah, I guess his is a character that was brought back from... Irish. 3, I think. Yeah. Juan would know better than us. Yeah. Maybe 3 and 4, actually. It was all the modern ones, I'm pretty sure he was was in. But... Yeah, a character you may have seen online in in, in the video games, um, but yeah, I mean a, a tremendous actor, uh, uh, you know, a guy who had a lot of a lot of great gigs ahead of him. Um, so yeah, gone too soon, um, but I think it's a good opportunity to say if you're struggling with addiction, there's definitely hope out there for you. Um, get the help <coughs> that you need. Uh, there's no shame in it, and we wish you well. Yeah. And 
yeah, it's just really sad to hear about stuff like that. So yeah, take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, he 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 played characters that I mean, uh, what was his name? Wendell Price, Wendell Pierce or Price? Uh, guy who plays Bunk. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's one. It's I think it's one. Wendell, he, it's yeah, Wendell yeah, Pierce or Price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> he said it better than anybody else could, and he said it right to his face, which Pierce. is a beautiful Pierce, Wendell Pierce. Yeah, and he said it right to uh, Michael K. Williams' face. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's lovely when you can see a person get the flowers that they deserve. Um, in a living eulogy is what people said. A living eulogy. Yeah, it's great. I love it. And it's fantastic, and uh, I would suggest anybody who hasn't <clears throat> just go on Twitter and look it up because it's a beautiful thing that he, that he says. It basically boils down to the fact that Michael K. Williams is an artist first, and he he gave life and he gave a realism to characters that um, were were people that were either caricatures or were people who like American society and society as a whole cast aside and didn't care about him. Mm-hmm. He, he walked he, right past is what he said. Right. And he, and he made those characters real people that you cared about. And he, he just, he just gave them an emotional depth that other actors just probably couldn't do. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I just think that that is such a succinct, 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 you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's such a uh, nice, compact, satient. I believe. We'll go with that. Are you speaking French? <laughs> you think you're better than me? Au revoir, mon ami. <laughs> uh, a way to describe Michael K. Williams' talent as an actor, because that's exactly what he did. I yeah. mean, a character like Omar, for instance, like I know it's his most iconic, and it's the easy one to to talk about but it like it, it it's easy because it's such a good character like yeah, of course yeah it's iconic it is it is iconic and i think a lot of people don't or didn't watch boardwalk empire no but uh, no, he's incredible him. in that too yeah he, uh, very very good and i mean it's a great show so check that out too yeah if you want some more michael k williams in your yeah, life okay williams yeah and i mean we're actually recording this on uh, the the day after no no today is the day that that mac miller died Mm. So, again, to kind of bring the point home of like if you're <laughs> another cheers <laughs> to Mac if, Miller. <clears throat> if you're suffering, um, say something. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, uh, just be especially just be careful out there because fentanyl's everywhere and it's killing people in droves. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's crazy how like I mean they just they just I saw a headline saying that fentanyl was found in like cocaine that people were having was killing people. Yeah, it's just something that I mean it it will it'll stop you. Mm-hmm. So just be careful and uh, get the help you need because it's out there. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. The the cheers of the week is so that we don't end on a bummer, but at the same time, it's like it's. <laughs> We had to <clears throat> we had to say something. Yeah. Next week, the cheers of the week will be back to being something light and fluffy and lovely and lovely for you people. I will say uh, uh, another uh, uh, tip of the hat, if you will. Uh, I will give to give us a little bit more levity here is um, Sturgill Simpson. Yeah, second cheers. A second cheers. A second cheers. Second of the cheers. Week. Um, because Sturgill, I mean, obviously we're both big fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you know us. 
um, may not be as obvious if you don't know us personally. Right. But uh, Sturgill Simpson, great artist, uh, one of the best songwriters of our day, I would say, I personally. Agree. Uh, have you listened to The Ballad of Dude and Juanita? Of course. It's so good. It's incredible. It's so good. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. And I, uh, I mean, I just, it, it sent me again down like another kind of rabbit hole of just, because I'd listened to all of all of his stuff, but I started looking at the YouTube videos of his live performances and it's just, he's real good. Yeah. I will say he's real good. So yeah, it, good. even if you're, even if you're not necessarily a fan of country music, especially like modern country music, give him a shot. I implore you. Oh yeah. Uh, cause he's, he's a really good storyteller, uh, great musician. And, uh, I love it. I love the stuff he's putting out. So. All right. Nice little, uh, lift. Yeah. Cheers to that. The Sturgill Simpson. <clears throat> All right. Now I know we got it, right? We definitely got it. Well, we didn't get it all the way because he didn't review these beers. So before we get out of here, we have to review these brewskis. Okay. So from the Sideward Brewing Company, it's the Dome Cold IPA. Dome, Dome, Their brand dope. new IPA made in the style of a cold lager, I assume. Right? I guess. I don't know. Sideward help. <laughs> you tell us. Obi, what would you think I of this beer? I really liked it. Yeah. I, I really like the spear a lot. Let me get one more sip just to, you know. Just bring the point home. Yeah, I mean, it, it um, we talk about balance so much on the show, and I think this is another beer that does that very well. Yep. Uh, there's a bit of a sweetness to it. It's not overpowering, though, and it is cut by that IPA uh, bite. That we sometimes look for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, as 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 example, I would definitely drink these way too fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, fuck Jesus. It, I, this it, it 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 hits the notes I'm looking for here. Um, do it. Do it. No. I'm going to give it a 5.5. What's stopping you from giving it a 6? I'm I'm only stopping myself from giving it a 6 because I feel like there's just a little bit too much sweetness. Just a touch. Hmm. Just a touch. A baby's breath (laughs) of of, of too much sweetness on this guy. But that being said, I mean, it it is... hitting all of my notes I look for, especially in an IPA. It has the bite, but it has a a flavorful sweetness that's just packed to the gills with flavor. Yeah. And it's not like overly strong either. It's a, I think 6.6 we said, um, they don't put it on the cans. You know, they don't put it on the cans. Anyway, look it up yourself. What are you going to do? Why don't you put it on the cans? Put it on the can. Put it on the cans. Uh, but the, all, all that being said, yeah, I mean, it's delicious. I, I really enjoyed it, uh, and I recommend it. High praise. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Don't you do it. I'm doing it. Don't do it. I'm doing it. All right. I'm giving it a six out of six. Wow. I'm doing it. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. I'm giving it a six out of six. Oh, my I think, goodness. I think, it's a, I think it's just I can't 
find anything wrong with it. I can't find anything bad about it. I'm trying to find that last point five. (laughs) I just, I think it's just cool, refreshing. It drinks easily. It tastes great. It's not like IPAs. A lot of these, a lot of these brewing companies are just trying really hard with their hazies and stuff. And they want them to be super juicy. And like, you know, this is, I'm going to say not translucent, but you can see through it pretty, pretty well. It's not a hazy. It's not a hazy. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, they're just trying so hard to make them so bitter and so hoppy that it's like, oh, okay, it just tastes like an IPA. Yeah, but the this extremes. is clean and refreshing. Maybe it's the fact that I've been drinking a lot of lagers and pilsners and stuff and trying to understand what makes something so simple so good Yeah. that like when I drink this, I'm like, this is the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it a six out of six. Okay. I'm going I respect there. it. I'm going there. Fuck it, I'll do it the same. <laughs> six out of six. There it is. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's a great beer. It really surprised me. I didn't. I didn't expect that coming from this. But yeah, it's it's great. Yeah. <clears throat> High well, price. there you go. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Finally, after years <laughs> a unanimous, <laughs> unanimous six out of six six out of six yet again i you're right I, I was being a little too too prissy about it i don't know i mean you know you felt there was a five and a half i don't know i did i did i did and i stand by my reviews okay i do i really do not really you change your score <sighs> <laughs> i stand by my reviews uh-huh. but i'm also willing to stand here as i sit <clears throat> sit here and be corrected okay you're right it's a six out of six i was i was being overly critical i think the first couple of sips were a little too sweet on my palate because i wasn't expecting the sweetness Mm. from an ipa Mm -hmm. but the more i had the more i realized it was actually blending into the smoothness that we like to look for in ipa so you're right six it grew on me yeah (laughs) <laughs> all right well you heard it here first ladies and gentlemen finally a six out of six unanimous for sideward brewings dome cold ipa mm-hmm. now do you think we got it i know we got it let's get the fuck out of here this has been the one baron podcast for myself marco dupla for adam obesius rodriguez thank you guys for listening Drink delicious beer. Donda. Hopefully you drink one of these if you're local. Donda, Donda. Have a beautiful evening. Donda. 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 Yeah.